The Ride to Orbis podcast's main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis. But I remember, it, like, what's funny is in the first Dragon Quest, and y'all never will play it, but at the first Dragon Quest, towards the end, right when you're about to beat the final boss, the final boss is like, you want to join? You want to join uh, the darkness? Or whatever. Ooh, I forgot what cool. it's called. Ooh, and then it's cool. like, if you're like, if you're like, you're like, yeah, then that's the game. The game ends and you Damn, literally join sick. it. Yeah, so the first Dragon Quest did something funny like that. All right, here we are. Right to Orbis. It's a gaming podcast. I host it. My name is Max Beiser coming to you from a windy St. Louis, Missouri. Super windy. And joining me is Pringle, no, Broken Wing, a.k.a. Pringle, <laughs> the two. Oh, wait, my soundboard. Hold on. Soundboard. Bam. Maybe I'm a lion. <laughs> <laughs> What's joining, up, you, joining you live from a very rainy Texas. Rainy Texas, yeah. It's been uh, it's been an interesting seasonal change lately. Here in the, I guess, uh, you know, you always Midwest. claim that you're Midwest, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not giving you the Midwest <laughs> title. You're like South I mean, East, South Central, South Central. <laughs> Especially depending on where you live in that big ass state. That's true. That's true. You could be boring so right many now, other states. I'll tell you right now that I'm in Waco, which is like directly in the middle of Texas. Like. You couldn't get like if you were to try, if you were to put a bullseye in Texas and you were to throw a dart, I, you would hit me. Okay, that's mm. that's where I'm at. I'm in that like central location. They call it the heart of Texas for a reason. Well, I'm Wendy. You're rainy, and do my eyes deceive me? Do we have the one, the only, Mister Pringle? I would call you the one, but you know what? I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> you're just you're just Pringle now. What's going on, man? Oh. Oh man, dude! I I, uh, I just changed that name. It's a funny little story, but the only reason why I changed it is because I got a, like a job. Mm. I'm gonna start trying tomorrow, and I didn't want to go in there with this long ass name because they actually have a Discord server, which was weird to me. I've never heard of it. Hmm. How it is, you know, online infrastructure is all different now, but this yeah. online one uses like they have their own server in there. So I just cut the whole name and went in there and I changed it. The train seemed too mean, so I just changed it to, <laughs> to Charlie Brown. I, I didn't. I found any picture I could, and it took like seconds. And I had to do the little interview. I didn't have much time. Mm. I had like a couple minutes, and I had to just do all this kind of stuff. And then I just put cut the name, but I'm probably put it back sooner or later. Okay, whenever okay. I remember. I don't know when I will, but it's the same thing as the Thomas Tank engine. I forgot to change the profile <laughs> picture. <laughs> we were we were in the dark. We were wondering. Fair, we were wondering. To, to be fair, ladies and gentlemen. We're still dealing with the one, the only type unsatisfied. That's true. Oh, yeah. No, that, that hasn't changed. No, <laughs> I'm has pretty not. unsatisfied. Can you tell me yeah. why you're unsatisfied with the type Lumina? It's a good game now. It is. You know, game. we could get into that later, too, because I can get into a little bit about the fighting game stuff, too, because I want to get a little, little into it, but not too into it. But. Hey, sweet. A little foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. We could talk about Masoma get losing to uh, what's his name, and then causing beef too. I did not hear about any of that, but 
my ear is not really in tune to FGC stuff lately. All I've been seeing on Twitter is is people are really mad at Elon Musk. That's been that's been drowning the whole timeline. Is yeah, he yeah, wants your eight dollars. <laughs> what did he do? I'm not giving him eight dollars. I'm not giving. So I guess the TLDR, if you're not on Twitter, um, you know how you have like the little verified check thing, right? So like if you're mm-hmm. Chris Rock, you know, so you're the real Chris Rock, you'll have a little check mark next to your name. Now, after Elon Musk took over Twitter. He's going to have, in order for you to continue being verified, you're going to have to pay a subscription fee of $8 a month. Yep. Anybody Whoa. can be verified. So you don't have to be like super celebrity. And I could be verified tomorrow if, if I give him my $8 reduce. So which people, are, funny, people are mad. Which is, funny because, <laughs> which is funny because then it defeats the purpose of the blue check mark because now I can go and spend $8 a month and say I'm PlayStation and be like, Bloodborne 2 news tomorrow. I saw, I saw that on Twitter. Somebody made, said that. He's like, I'm about to do this and, uh, and, and say Bloodborne 2 is out every day until I get killed. He made, he made Twitter pay to win, man. Yeah. <laughs> he put, the, he put the, the package on it, the, the founder's package, yo. Yeah. Who's oh, the man, one guy? Weird. The one guy who always tweets about uh, games and stuff, is, his name is like Nibble, I think. Um, he left the platform. Like I used to get a lot of my uh, my news from him. Same thing, like how you get sales from Wario sixty four. Uh, yeah. One of those type of accounts, and he left after Elon Musk took over. So I was like, damn. All right. Well, he also left because he wasn't getting paid enough. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, I ain't getting paid no extra eight dollars for this man. He was doing it for free <laughs> though for the longest time. Just yeah, he was, out he was basically he was basically using ad revenue and Patreon, but he wasn't getting paid enough. And so he just made his Patreon like a month ago. I'm pretty sure a lot of it has to do um, with the Elon Musk. Stuff. But whatever. I mean, that's Twitter. Who gives a shit? It's Twitter. I mean, yeah, <laughs> man, it's Twitter. The only problem is that he doesn't really have an audience anymore. Really, if he just doesn't use Twitter anymore, so he would have to get on TikTok or YouTube or yeah, nobody's something. using like internet like you know you don't go on google and check his web page like what um, i'm not gonna do that man no oh well maybe he'll do something in the future but it's good to have you back the first pringle uh in your absence the second pringle over here did a, did a fine job uh sitting in your second second chair um we had you it's, know. it's yeah it's been it's been it's been a minute i mean it's been nine shows uh, I've called it 10th episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was... And now he's going to disappear for another 10th episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But we held it down uh, while, while you were out. Uh, people asked me, he's like, Dan, did Pringle leave the show? I was like, no, he did not. He's just, he's, uh, <laughs> he's on IR as, we'll get to the sports question in the week here but uh, for a second, but like, oh, man. You, were, you were on injured reserve. Um, so it's good to have you back finally. And we got a fun show, um, a little bit of news, a, a, a fun topic that kind of has something to do with last week's topic. We were doing the um, the list for the game genres. Um, I'd like to discuss that in a different way. Uh, but first, I uh, appreciate everybody listening to Ride the Orbis. It's our 10th episode. It, you know, we only missed one week where we just... Uh, we were just tired. <laughs> there was no excuse. <laughs> we, were, we were just kind of tired. I just feel like crap, man. <laughs> but we're back, and uh, hopefully we can continue on talking about some games every week. We were supposed to start an hour before, but I w- just woke up, and I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Can't do it. I need an hour to <laughs> Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, we were supposed to... Um, 
scheduling wise, we were, we were thinking about, I couldn't go Thursday. So I said, it's like, Hey, do you guys want to record just the two of you? But then instead we pushed it to Friday, but then Friday didn't work out. So now we are here on a Saturday afternoon. I don't believe we've ever recorded on a Saturday afternoon, even during FGC Hollywood. So it's always been like Saturday night, Sunday morning, <laughs> Yeah, a weird Wednesday out of the blue. Uh, but yeah, this is the first time we've done a Saturday afternoon. So a little different, a little different version of the RTO podcast. Indeed. Indeed. Fellas, we got a word of the week. And you know what? Since Pringle, the one is here for his first word of the week, he should do it. You should do it. You should do it. Would you want me to read it? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Tell us what is the word of the week? Pringle. Sepulchre? <laughs> Close. You know what? Yeah. Sepulchre. Yeah, at least at least now we know that all three hosts of Right the Orbis can't fucking <laughs> Oh, I'm bad at and I'm bad at pronouncing words. I'm horrible. I sometimes do it intentionally to my girlfriend. Just, oh, to, just a bugger. I'm like, oh man, look at that catsup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, Sep what, what what is it? Sep sepulchre. It, it, oh my lord. <laughs> sepulchre. So oh, yeah. it's sepulchre. Sepulchre. Yeah, yes. Sepulchre. Yes. Sepulchre. Man, that looks. That's spelled so weird. It is. It is. It's an old-fashioned word for or definition for a tomb or other place of burial. For example, when people try me in Persona 4 Arena, I put them in their sepulchre. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll put that on Webster's right quick, man. <laughs> uh, no, but I found that on Urban Dictionary. When you mess with me, you get in the sepulchre. Don't try me oh, at Ultimax. I'm telling you. Hey, Coffee and Combos might be doing a, an Ultimax tournament here pretty soon. I'm going to take all of it. Yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I'm taking all of their PSRs. You're going to take the whole team, man. <laughs> You're going to be like, yo, my shoulders, they're sore because I'm carrying everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be a team tournament, oh. but... Well, well. <laughs> they they do this thing where kind of like how we do the taker of souls in the uh, right to orbis discord whenever we run tournaments they have their mm. coffee commander so whoever is the coffee commander gets like a special green name i had the green name because mm. i won their tekken tournament but then they did they did an exert tournament and somebody else won that i didn't enter because it's exert and they mm -hmm. took away my green name i'm no longer the coffee commander i'm just a Bruh. coffee peasant i'm just a peasant now with a blue name <laughs> so i need it back I need the coffee commander title. But yeah, sepulchre, that's the word of the day, means tomb or place of burial. So, uh, yeah. And now you guys know. Yes. And now you know. And, you know, if they don't get anything out of this show, at least they'll be a little smarter if you didn't know what the word sepulchre is. You'll also word. be a lot smarter. <laughs> <laughs> question of the week. Yes. Let's go. Okay, All right. so. Sports question of the week. Uh, Broken, you said, I hope, I really hope you didn't cheat. You said before we start recording, you said, I, I, I know half of this question. Pringle, I good news for you. Uh, Broken didn't get any points last week. So he's not ahead. You guys are even. <laughs> <laughs> so this, you know what? It's zero, zero. You know what? Actually, how about this? Pringle, you guess first and I'll guess second. Okay. Okay. So okay. We'll, see. Yeah. we'll see. Okay. I won't, well, I mean, it doesn't matter who guesses first. I'll, I won't tell you who who is correct until both of you guess. But the sports question of the week is, in American football, which of these position is not on the defense? Cornerback, halfback, or safety? 
Pringle, uh, how about you go first? Cornerback. Cornerback. Broken? Dang it, I was going to guess cornerback too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll read the question again. In American football, which of these positions is not on the defense? Are you too positive with Wait your submissions? Wait a second. No, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's safety, isn't it? You have to make a submission. So I'm I... What I said. <laughs> okay, cornerback. Cornerback for, for Pringle, broken. You sticking with cornerback, you going to safety. You know what? Because I've never heard of cornerback and I've never heard of halfback. I'm going to go and say safety. Can't do it. That is incorrect. Unfortunately for both of you, the correct answer is halfback. <laughs> halfback is another word for a running back. It's actually the proper Ooh. title for a running back in football. There are two versions of running backs in football. There's a fullback and there's a halfback. Halfback is the speed guy. Fullback is the guy who gets you the show. I'm going to be... Be honest, man. A lot of those positions you never hear them when people talk about football. In yeah, general, nobody man. ever says halfback. They always say running back. Everybody just knows the QB, and that's it, man. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's quarterback, there's halfback, and there's fullback. Now you know who the halfback is. It's the running back. It's the speed guy. But anyway, got it. It's okay. All right, so the... bonus question. I, I hope I hope one of you guys can get on the board here. I won't. <laughs> Go ahead. So a safety is also a term of a way to score in football. How many points is a safety worth? I think. Hold on. And here's for right. reference. For reference. A touchdown is worth six. Yeah. And a field mm. goal is worth three. Three. So, so how much is a safety? Still going with three. Hold on. No. Three? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If I think, if I remember correctly, I think a safety is like when you feel like you're not going to get a point at all. And so you kind of like just, hold on. Is it like two points? I, I can't tell you. That's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking. You, you, hit, you, hit, you hit him with the, is that your final answer? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you very sure? And that makes people double guess themselves. Like, uh, I don't think I'm sure anymore. I tried. I tried. That's why I asked the first question twice, because I tried to make sure you guys knew that it was not uh -huh. on the defense. <laughs> so you did do that to help us, not to hurt us. Yeah. I think it's two. You're saying two? Pringle, you said three, or are you changing? Nope, I'm sticking with that. All right. Broken Wing gets the answer correct. It is two points. <laughs> so uh, a safety a safety is actually a defensive touchdown. Or if the offense really messes up, it basically means when you're on your own end zone and you lose the ball out of bounds or if you get sacked inside your own end zone um, with the ball. So mm -hmm. the other team gets two points and they get the ball. So safety is a really good play by the defense usually. So uh, that's one point for our boy broken actually did i say last week our bonus question can be worth two points or one point i forgot uh i think it was two you know what? it's What's fine that? i'll take the one point because how about, how about we do point. how about we do every week the sports questions will be one point for the first part one point for the next part so i'll give you one point because you got the bonus right pringle all right your own one 
<laughs> Man, if we're gonna, if you're gonna do sports, you have to do all of them. Then you can't just do the team La sports. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, la last week was basketball. Don't worry, I'll get some boxing in there. Tennis next. Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about tennis. <laughs> oh. I know. Uh, I know. Love is zero. <laughs> yeah. Points. That's true. Oh, yeah. oh. We'll get some, uh, every every sport in there. We'll get we'll get its fair shake. So. Quick question before we, we leave the sports question of the week. How many points is it whenever, like, instead of doing a field goal, you rush it down? There's, it's called a two-point conversion. I can't say that because there's the, the score is in the name. So that's mm. different. So when you score a touchdown, you can go for an extra point, which is just the kicker scoring a field goal. Um, that's how you usually get the number seven. And then, dude, that always made no sense to me, though, man. That was always so. One thing I never liked about American football, man, the the scoring system at seven, three, two. Damn, man, that can't it just be like soccer or football? Football, you just because it's one, America. It's American. Two, it's yeah, they got They got to be different. <laughs> they got to be different. And egg over here. <laughs> you heard that one before? Mm -hmm. So wait, scoring two touchdowns in a row is just two points, so you can get up to eight points in a. Uh, no, well, so a, a touchdown can be scored from anywhere on the field. A two point conversion starts, I believe at the 25 yard line. So you need to go 25 yards to score two points. That's usually reserved for the end of the game. If you're trying to, let's say it's the score is 12 to 14, you need two points doing the extra point. You're still down by one. So that's why you do two points and that's, um, and like the extra point, that's a 33 yard field goal on professional. So whether you go for two or for one, one is safer because those guys are professionals. So 33 yards kicking it through the uprights is nothing to them. But two, a little more risk reward. You know how it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. So one point for Broken this week. Hopefully, uh, who knows, maybe Pringle can tie it up in the next question. <laughs> Shaking it. That'll be a guess the next one. <laughs> I have a fear. I have a fear that the next question is going to be golf related, and I'm just going to be like, "Nope, I don't even know." Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big golf guy, so that's going to be gotta, in the back. Be in this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna toss a golf one in there. I'm gonna tell I you. I know that's right a now. sport, but it is, man. Yeah, you got to toss a chess one in there while you at it too, man. <laughs> that's a game, though, isn't? It? Or is that a sport? No, chess is a sport. Chess is a sport, man. I don't know. I don't know. Then poker is considered a sport. It is. You know, it's funny. One of these days, that's how they, is Street Fighter e considered a sport? Question. Yeah, we're gonna get an esports. It was on ESPN. Bruh. How about that? <laughs> Guilty Gear Exert was on ESPN. Was it? Yeah, it was the day. Oh, I think uh, they streamed all of Evo. Oh, that's then. right. No, but, but Strive was wasn't. So that tells you Exert no. is a better game. Bruh. <laughs> so what happened was that Woshige, our Lord and Savior Woshige, he had that pop off. And oh, yeah, and that's when he. Yeah, lost the game. Yeah, Wishy game. What are you doing? Get back on the sticks. That's a that's a classic. Well, right on. Quick shout outs here. Appreciate Patreon, Discord, um, mailbag. Uh, the mailbag were pretty close. We got some more submissions um, between last show and this one. So um, I don't know if it'll be next episode, but I'm thinking maybe like if the if we get the rate of the questions and topics as we have been, I think episode twelve. Probably be a good mailbag episode to do. So that should be fun. We got some we got some good questions in there. Um, so I appreciate everybody who has been uh, putting them forth on all platforms. Um, 
We're all on Twitter. We're all on the Discord. And of course, you can always put them on the Patreon. So shout outs to those guys. Uh, things to note before we begin. Um, the Max Splicer people who were supposed to be on the podcast, uh, I'll, I'm going to reach out to you guys here pretty soon. I've gotten some people be like, hey, what's up? I thought we were going to do the podcast. It's like, yeah, listen, I've been going through it. <laughs> I've been going through it a little bit. So it's been it's been a little rough, but um, we'll get there soon. I got you guys soon. So that's uh, don't worry. The other thing last week I said, hey, I want to do a community event. And uh, some of the people have reached out with suggestions. The suggestions have been Among Us, which I kind of talked about last week. Um, we can do Among Us, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that interested yeah. in it, I'll be honest, but, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, have, I said Jackbox Party Games. Yeah, Jackbox Party Games. So the criteria that I was looking for was either going to be cross-play, team-based, or free, or a combination of all three. I will say that when I did uh, the Jackbox Party Games, there's one in there that's fun as hell. It's called Drawful. And all you do is draw. And man, mm, the stuff yeah. people would draw is hilarious. <laughs> I can't draw could be great. to save people my draw life. Like garbage. So it's great. <laughs> I couldn't draw to save my life. I know. It's great. <laughs> that's, that's the fun part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, the other suggestions were Overwatch 2 because it's, uh, it's, you know, it's free. And uh, whether it's oh, good it or is. bad, you know. Um, can't wait to. for all those people that like are actually free to play players and not oh i have overwatch one and so i mean i they don't have all the champs they don't have all the they don't have all the champions and they're gonna be like uh-oh who's the ryu in overwatch 2 uh the ryu in overwatch 2 is a tank known as doomfist okay i'll play doomfist. he does actually he does actually have a uppercut can you have and multiple was, uh... can you have multiple different uh same characters on one team uh yes, basically oh. the way Overwatch, the way Overwatch, no, not the same character, no. You have to have different characters. But the way Overwatch works is that, like, you see their team has X characters. You have X characters on your team, which they can be the same. Like I can, but we can both have Diva on our teams, right? So opposite like, teams can have the same character, but not the same team. Yeah, but not the same team. But so basically, the way the game works is that. You see, they, they have this game, this characters, you have these characters. And if your characters are not working against their characters, you should swap out characters to basically counterpick their characters. Okay. It's basically it's basically fighting game counterpicking, but like while the game is still going. And that that game seems like it didn't get any kind of publicity or anything. I don't know. I didn't hear very much about you it. Some it bad publicity. I know that, yeah. It's... Oh yeah. Everybody's like it's just like the first one. It, yeah. Well, mm, it is no. the first one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's more like it's this. worse than the first one's yeah. correction. <laughs> I will say this. I like Overwatch 2 more than Overwatch 1 because okay. I, I'll say this. This is a this is a broken wing special. Yeah. Overwatch 1 sucked balls because two tanks just became nothing more than double true, shield yeah. meta mixed with back end death. Basically, the only way you can actually, like, do anything in Overwatch 1 was you had to have somebody go into the back line and kill the back line so that mm. the front line was defenseless. Because your front line was just either two tanks or, like, one shield tank and one dive tank, and that was it. And now, 
in Overwatch 2, you have one tank that does everything. So you you either are shield tank or you're dive tank, and it's so much more fun because now action happens. It's not just hey, we're gonna stand in this one position and we're just gonna wait each other out until one of us dies. Now it's like constant battles, constant action. It's it's fun. You do like your yeah. action. Yeah, I don't I I don't know, guys. I just I didn't like the fact that like every time it was in a you get on the objective. Both players would just sit on the objective for forever. It's called footsies broken. You're, I swear to God, you're a gorilla. <laughs> you just, you got a gorilla every game you're in. <laughs> right? Dude. I'm good at footsies, the actual game footsies. <laughs> nah, that doesn't count. Gorillas in it. It's better if you gorilla in footsies. <laughs> I was, and I was going to say that, like, it sucks because I can't think of too many of those type of games, but man, I wish there was, like, some sort of, Park game. That probably would be fun. Mm-hmm. Park games. You could just put like 12 people on one track, man. Yeah. There is fork drift. I'm just saying. It doesn't have racing, though. It's just you know, just fork drifts or forklifts against each other. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of them are pew pews. Uh, we also had one submission, uh, Left for Dead 2. True that. I think about a lot of them are pew pews. Yeah. I haven't noticed that. Left for Dead 2, you'd have to pay for it. And I don't own Left for Dead 2. I think it's free yeah, on. On where? What's, what do you call that? Is it free epic? on Epic or something? Yeah, I think it's Epic. I don't think I want to make that commitment, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Is it free on Epic? I'm going to go check right now. <laughs> I don't know if it would have cross-play. I guess I didn't do too much research into that. Well, we're still figuring it out. I'm probably... I would like to get away from the pew-pews if we do a party game, but, you know. We'll yeah, see. man. I offered I, us. I, I, I offered a party game. I said. I know, broken. Uh, I didn't say I'm not going to use it. Don't, you know, don't yell at me. Humble <laughs> party is a fun game. If you want to play, like, if you guys wanted to play Mario Party but like violent, play Pummel Party. Yep. Uh, I mean, you have to okay. pay for it, but it's it's still a fun game. But, I mean, these DJs aren't going to pay for anything. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was like maybe, I don't know, a penny it's or something. It's pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap. Like. I, I I would say like Pummel Party is one of those games that it's like I think the max I've seen Pummel Party be is twenty bucks. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out. I mean, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. We'll figure it out eventually. People will want to play something and they'll be like, "Hey, Mac, let's play this," and I'm be like, "All right, we'll make it happen." Yeah, Left for Dead is not on. Uh, oh well, maybe I got bad. misinformation. Not on Epic Games. Well, guys, might have worked if it was free, I guess, but it's not free. Yeah. No way. Fall Guys is free. Is it free? Yeah, Fall Guys is free, but you can only play up to like four people on a team. That's not like keep, that's Yeah, keep running into snags. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they don't want all your friends to have a free game, man. It's got to be these like shooting games or something. All battle royales or some crap, man. Yeah. I mean, and we could. I mean, we could. I'm playing for Legend. We could yeah, do League of Legends, but I mean, nah, I, nah, are you good, are you seriously gonna get like five, ten people to play League of Legends? There's definitely like half of those people hate League of Legends and still probably play it. So I yeah. think we're <laughs> yeah. they need a change of pace. Big Sword. Who else I plays League of Legends? Oh, y'all hate it and still play. I got a friend that's like, that's like, I hate this yeah. game. <laughs> gonna yeah. keep them playing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shout I, out to notice. If you notice, the fighting game community hates fighting games, and yet we got like 700 hours clocked on our favorite fighting yeah. game. True. That is true. You just don't understand. You just don't understand. 
All right, gentlemen, we got podcast correction. Just one from last week. Broken, I'm sorry to do this to you, but it's when fine. speaking about game genres, and we talked about Metrovania games, Broken, you brought up the game The Curious Case of Benedict Fodder. The title of the game is actually The Last Case of Benedict Fox. So, you got <laughs> Yo, I like the I like the name Broken Game it though. Let's just call it that. It sounds more it sounds much more fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh it's it's kind of like how you, it looks like you uh combined um, Bernstein's bear that thing, man. The the uh the curious case of uh uh Benjamin Button Benjamin along Button. along with the last case of Benedict Fox. Yo, you know, I got I'll, I got what? How many one, two, uh, three, four. I got four words right. You got the first of, name uh, right. Yeah, I got four out of six words right. Okay, yeah. that's close enough. Fuck it. That's close enough, honestly. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna just call it that name. Though. Yeah, Benedict, <laughs> Benedict Fodder it. sounds better than Benedict, it does, Benedict man. Fox. Yeah, it makes me want to look at the name, like the game. Like, oh, that sounds like. But but the last case of Benedict Fodder. Well, that's the last one. So the, the first one probably won't. Maybe be. that's your calling, Broken. <laughs> you should be like a marketing person. Should be the you should work for Square Enix so you can fix the bum ass names they keep giving. Yeah. <laughs> they got they got a game called Various Day Lives. <laughs> you know, I gotta oh, man. if I were to if I were to actually say Square Enix Life, I'd have to deal with their their uh their biggest scandal right now, which is Yoshi P doesn't know what diversity is, apparently. Oh, boy. Oh God! Let's not oh, open that can of worms. But uh, yeah, I'm not opening that can of worms. So I'm like, no, we're oh just gonna. I'm just gonna be like, you know what? FF14 is a fun game. I'm not gonna complain. Speaking of uh, squared and namings, didn't they? I remember there was one. Wasn't like Bravely Default. Mm -hmm. What was the sequel to that? It wasn't Bravely Default. Bravely too. Second. Bravely Second. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Why? If I remember correctly, also apparently like. You get betrayed again, like, hey, cool. I don't know, I don't know about the game, man. I I, I played so, it for. I, I have them, but yeah, broken love spoiling shit. That, by the way, broken yeah, love yeah, spoil you, everything. Don't, don't go into it though, because that game is like fifty hours, yo. Yeah, yeah. So. I I I own Bravely Default, and I think Bravely Two, but I don't even know where my DS or my games are. Bravely Second. Bravely Second. second. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I bet you. It's I under your bed. I don't own those. No, it, it's not. I bet you. Your curious crazy is bravely. <laughs> Look behind the pokey feet poster. It might be there. <laughs> yeah. You, see it no, floating. I bet, you know what? I bet it is. I bet, like, I lost it and I'm not even going to bother buying another DS. I'm just like, you know what? It was a, it was a staple of its time. Oh. I just cleaned I my closet. My... I found my Vita. It's just sitting oh, there. Dope. Yeah. It's just collecting dust. Yeah, collecting dust, literally. <laughs> the Persona oh, 4 Golden the still Persona in. Oh, you Persona 4 Golden uh, <laughs> machine? Yep. Literally the, the Persona 4 Golden machine, man. Oh, man. I played it for more than Persona 4 Golden, mind you. I had other Persona games 3, on it's it. okay. All <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, speaking All of playing games, games uh, I have not been playing anything this week. It's been It's been a week. So, uh, also, yeah, broken. Uh, we missed our play date. We didn't play River City Girls this week. Yeah, oh, we just got missing busy. that. It feels like. <laughs> All right, this week, 
this, this week. week. Yeah, this Wednesday. We'll, yeah, we'll, this Wednesday, we'll play. We're, we're really close to finishing it. I mean, we're, we're right there. Did y'all get to the? Did y'all get to the noise boss yet? No sound no. boss. We just finished. No, I, I don't the, like uh, her. We just finished the the girl who makes clothes who floats. Yeah, I'm not gonna like the sound boss because the way they design that boss is like it's hard to like avoid. A lot of oh stuff. god! You yeah. remember when we were the fighting rooftop. the the rooftop was so annoying. The rooftop yeah. boss. Yeah. Was I, that's that's one, one of the that's one of the things that I didn't like when I was I didn't finish the game fully because I was playing with my girlfriend, so we you know we played it like couch co but I just didn't like some of the bosses, man. I will. And say, I had some problems with the Steam version freezing and stuff. I will say I liked the I liked the clothes boss because I I didn't like the the last sequence of it. I liked mm. the. I liked how the music was, and I liked like how it was kind of interesting. Like, oh, she she yeah. target one of us, and then you got to like. Yeah, I didn't I mind fighting the boss. I didn't like the fact that I was so focused on the boss that I forgot that she summoned oh, minions, yeah! and the minions the beat minions. the shit out of you, and then then she. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, y'all not gonna like the sound one, man. I I don't minions. really. Because we you can't are duck that one that well. We're gonna one hundred and twenty percent the game though, because I'm beating the shit out of those little girls. Yeah, those fucking it's... twerps. I'm beating the shit out of. Like they, they just just quote that out they... of context. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, I ain't, just, I ain't gonna just put my fist in the little chicks, man. <laughs> I don't, every time they pop up, they have some shit to say, and I'm just like, y'all bitches are just that's funny. Uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll make sure to play that next week. Uh, Pringle, you've been playing anything, or you've been kind of uh, yeah, here? man. I've been playing. So like during the, I guess that time I was playing a couple of stuff. I played like I played like an OG game for called Shining Force One, which is pretty fun. It was a Sega Genesis game that I got on the classics. Pretty fun game, man. I I like to strategy RPG. But what's interesting about that one is that it's like. Um, it's reactive type of one. So they do, mm. they do move, you do move, they do move, they move. Not like a lot of the ones recently where it's like you get to move all your characters and then they move all their characters. Uh, I gotcha. Um, that's how most of them usually are. Um, and then I played more, I played some triangle strategy, which is pretty good. But one of the things I don't like about that game, I kind of put it down is that it does that thing I hate with games is that it shoves so much story down your throat. I just want to play the game and, it's a fun game. Oh my man, the gameplay is amazing. Like the combat and stuff, but dog, like, like literally, what it does in that game that's really annoying is that every time you finish like a story segment, it puts you back into the world map, and then you gotta click back into the thing you were in to get back into the story to get tossed out of the story to get, and it does that like. And I'm literally not playing for like a full hour of the game, so I'm just oh, mashing that's A excessive. going through the story. Yeah, it's excessive, yeah. yeah, it's really excessive with how it handles the story in the beginning. But once you get to play, it really feels good. Uh, I've been playing Amori. You know, I'm almost done with it. And, you know, I like the game. It's really fun, man. The gameplay, the combat is awesome. I just don't really get the story stuff, man. The yeah. story, I don't really care much for it. But I do like how the... I mean, like, because I like I was telling you, man, like, uh, Dragon Quest is full of these tropes, right? But they're the ones that kind of made the tropes. But Amori is very similar to, like, Earthbound. It's more common. It's more like it because of how the moment to moment, how you go from one place to another. And it's like there's still an overarching, you know, story, like a plot that you got to find uh, Basil, right? That's not a spoiler, I don't think. But you got to find that, that, that person. And then it's like you go to these little parts like it's these small stories that happen which kind of aids in the story overall 
And that's kind of fun. That's what I really like about Amori. Like, it's a lot of, like, it's a very charming game. You know, it's very colorful. It's very, it's, it's fun. Like, it's a really fun game, despite the other weird dark stuff that happens in it that, that, like, for me, it's like, ah, oh, man, I just want to get back to the fun part. Like, for me, that's like, but then there's the other, like, there's two sides of the story kind of going on at the same time, almost in a way. I was going to say, what's weird about that is the fact that Amori is a story-rich game. So, like, you have to focus it on the story. Is. The gameplay is good, like... The gameplay is really good. <laughs> it is story, but I would say not so much because when you are having control of the game, you have so much control for a very long period of time. And then you get into these story parts where they take a, a decent amount, like an hour yeah or so and stuff like that but you're you're playing most of the game so i don't feel like it's taking way too much control yeah. out of it because i that's why i don't like when and indie games i feel like because i can feel this this first game feeling that i'm getting because like so there's one thing i actually don't like and it's such a small nitpick but i don't like the menu man like when you go through the menu you i just want to see the stats but i got to go through the equipment and then i got to check out the equipment and then sometimes to use like a healing spell i got to swap out with one of the characters to it, it, these little things, first game syndrome that I can feel sometimes when I'm playing a game, but it's good. Like it's really good. I like how. Who's your favorite character? Uh, it, oh, Aubrey, man, she's a oh. freaking. <laughs> oh man, dude, she hits like a truck, dude. Yeah. Like I, I was just saying, you, oh man, like uh, the the tricks that I was trying to figure out, try to maximize her uh, attack, man. It's like she make her fast, hit it hard as hell, man. She's like a truck, dude. She's better than like I think she's like the I mean she's the best character to me, man. She's the bruiser. She's definitely the bruiser. Kel yeah, can do some combos, especially with a basketball. But I think if you need like a big hit, Aubrey's it. Like I mean, I, I use Kel. He feels like more of like a support character because he has the ability to just base because like the way I figured out how to play the game, and it's fun because the game really does let you do that. It really lets you like min-max almost in a way mm -hmm. you can really like the characters are busted like all oh, your team is so busted dude like the fact that you can have hero heal and then you can have kells basically give hero uh juice try, dude tr it's try to fight busted. pluto you'll see you'll see you're not i destroyed him already man he was easy dude every boss i fight is easy i fought the earth i fought everything has been super easy He's got so far levels though yeah, well, yeah, I think so, because you fight, I fought Jossum, and then I fought Pluto, but I don't know, maybe there's uh, more time. There's more than Pluto. <laughs> He's not oh, that's even better, because he was pretty fun. complaining about how I spoil things, and y'all just spoiled, like... Well, it's not, it's not so much oh, of a spoiler, though, because, like, the bosses, you'll see them, like, they're just yeah. bosses, but... They don't affect that, the main narrative, they're just characters yeah, they in don't, the game. They, yeah, they don't, because, like, they're... I would say like maybe some of them are probably even optional or something like that. Yeah, but, a lot of um, them are. A lot of them are. Because like I fought the Earth and that was yeah, you it's don't hard have to fight because you don't have anything. But yeah. I still smoked them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it's it's like the characters are so strong because you can find ways to just really just make them busted, man. Like yeah. it's it's pretty fun. Um. That's what I like because it does remind me of Earthbound in that regards. Everybody has their spot. Everybody has their role. Yeah. Omori is just a round all rounder character. Aubrey's the strong one. You know, Kells can be like a support. Mm -hmm. Hero's the healer. We'll talk more about that once we get to the topic. Um, because I definitely have some questions regarding how we play games. So I yeah. think I think that would be fun. Um Broken, what do you got? What are you playing? Eastward? Uh, That's Eastward. I need to play that game too, is, man. Is, I got isn't it. Isn't that what it's man. called? Eastward? That's Eastward. Eastward. Yeah. Eastward. yeah. Little what? this man forgot about the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like we're confused. 
What is Eastward? Eastward. Eastward. Dude. Oh, Eastward. Oh. <laughs> he, he ain't playing that. He's yeah. playing Final Fantasy man, 14, man. No, no, no. I, I have been playing Eastward. I, I actually was just about to talk about Eastward. Uh, Eastward is so, like, depressing right now that mm-hmm. I kind of put it down for a bit because I was like, I, I don't want to continue because, like, I, I feel like if I just go straight in, it's one of those games where, like, if you go straight in, you're going to get depressed so fast that you're just going to be like, I don't want to play this right now. Like, it, it got back to, like, being happy and joyful, but, like, I can feel like they're setting up for another depressing hit. It's like real I'm life. just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got ups and downs, baby. That, that. Isn't Eastward like a, almost like a post-apocalyptic type of thing? Is that like it? It, it kind of is. So basically, yeah. I guess this isn't really a spoiler because you'll you'll find out. This is going to be like, the oh. biggest fucking spoiler. Every time he says that, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a spoiler because even the trailers show like uh, yeah. just like, so, stuff that looks like it's been aged trees so, all over the place, all that kind of stuff. Basically, what happens is is that like. The reason why, like, everyone goes on the train and, like, is is constantly moving is because there's this thing called the miasma. Mm. And, and the miasma is, like, this blackish goop. You'll, you'll see it every now and then. And it, like, will kill everything. And so, basically... Uh, they have to survive it, yeah. Yeah, they, they have to keep moving. And so that's why, like, the first town you're in is, like, underground. Because, again, it's the miasma. Um... How are we feeling? Do we want to take a break before the news or do we want to just jump into the news? It's up to you guys. I got plenty of water, but if y'all want to I take a short good. break. I'm feeling I'm feeling fresh and dandy like a spring tr- chicken. All righty. Spring chicken, even though it's almost winter. Let's talk about some news. So I got two items here and two of them have to do with games that I think. Well, the first one, I think it's more of a broken game as opposed to a mm-hmm. Pringle or, or me game. The second one, I think is a game for all three of us. So it should be fun. Don't mess with Ikea is what I called this first one. Because I just thought the story was interesting. So this was has to do with a an indie survival horror game. Um, and basically starts like this. So it was only two months ago, on September 21st, 2022, that an indie game developer at Ziggy Game Dev on Twitter revealed his upcoming indie survival horror game, which is online co-op, by the way, set in a furniture store and it's dubbed The Store is Closed. After a successful Kickstarter campaign raising just under $50,000, The Store is Closed is set in a fictional yet infinite furniture store dubbed Stir, S-T-Y-R. The player must be alert because when the lights go out, the staff attacks. You'll need to craft weapons and build fortifications to survive the night. Explore the underground SCP laboratories and build towers to the sky to find a way out. That was from Steam. The reason this little what do you got broken? You you are already in love with this game, I can tell. <laughs> I was gonna say the reason why this is popular, it's not because it's based off of it is based off of IKEA, but it's based off of an actual SCP. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh man, the moment you showed me this, I was like, they're finally turning this SCP into a game. That's interesting. Yeah, it definitely it, it made no uh it wasn't shy about the fact that it was it was basically IKEA. But so Again, the reason this uh, little indie title is getting some uh, some noted publicity as of late is because the fictional store in the game very much has a likeness to the popular Swedish furniture retailer, IKEA. The fictional store uses similar font letters in the word stir, the S-T-Y-R, as well as 
the, those letters being all in capital letters. It's colored yellow with a blue coating covering the exterior of the building. And the position of the logo, the store name, is on the top corner of the building, which is also where you can spot the logo of the IKEA in every store you'll see in real life. So in addition to the uncanny exterior, the interior level design of the store is also very much similar to IKEA's store layout, even showing similar display signs that, would, that they use for their inventory on the show floor. And even the uniform color of the staff in the game wears a similar to that of the real life employees. So it didn't take long after the debut trailer for the word to make way to Ikea, whose lawyers made contact with Ziggy, providing him a cease and desist letter. They took the, the good old Nintendo route. They're like, nope, <laughs> not this. Okay. Uh, in the letter, Ikea demanded that, that he make changes to his unreleased survival horror game, claiming that the game commits trademark infringement because some of the press outlets have drawn comparisons between their official brand and the game which I believe Game Informer was one of them when they spoke about the game and uh, a couple of other outlets. The Swedish firm gave the developer just 10 days to change the game and remove all references or associations with the IKEA brand. So in closing, the planned release date for the store's close was going to be sometime in, in 2024 on Steam. However, with the new pressing need to change some of the, the game elements, uh, it is uncertain if the target release date will remain the same or perhaps will be extended. It's too bad. It was actually, it looked kind of neat how inside the store of mm -hmm. Stir looked exactly like Ikea. And I love the fact that he made the monsters in the game or the staff uh, wear the uniform. <laughs> so funny. That's funny. Well, yeah. all right. So, so here's the problem with this is that this is based off of SCP-3008. All right. For those of you who uh, who are SCP fans, so SCP three hundred and eight is a large retail store that was actually originally IKEA. It actually is in the SCP lore is IKEA. And the problem with this, if they were to remove any IKEA like similarities, it's no longer based off of SCP three hundred and eight. Yeah, but if you don't, then you get sued by. Ikea. And they could just say we're not we're not trying to be Ikea. We're <laughs> Ikea has to better be lawyers. <laughs> man, I, I didn't even You're think right. Ikea would care, man, to be honest. That kind of sucks when they actually give a damn about a game. Like some game that's probably not even gonna make very much money. <laughs> no, it, it'd probably make a lot of money. What? SCP 3008 is very popular in the SCP Foundation group. Mm. It's it made, one of the made fifty thousand dollars on Kickstarter, so you know. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's one of their more popular SCPs. Is three hundred and eight now? What does SCP stand for? Hold up, secure, man. contain, protect. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Basically, so SCP is a fictional world. The where... man. <laughs> I'll do the, the TLDR, yeah, yeah, please. please. Yeah, Broken I, is I'm lore. just gonna do the TLDR. <laughs> I'm just gonna do the TLDR. SCP is a fictional universe, like where basically. All these monsters roam around, and hmm. so they identify them based off of numbers. And the whole point oh, of yeah. SCP is to secure them and contain them, so that that way they don't like actually affect the real world. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So basic. They're a shadow organization that like holds all these Earth-ending like things, and hmm. they're like, yeah, that's the point of SCP. Is like 
what if in the real world there was like this secret government agency that just has all these like world ending like monsters in there them. is it's underneath ikea so it's i yeah i'm gonna say so it's ikea <laughs> that's where they hold them that's the contained part that's what, that's what people's relationships always mess up there's something in there man it's the meatballs man <laughs> it's the meatballs my favorite thing about scp 308 is that like the way that monster that monster works is that in the day all the employees are down like they don't work and so like they don't aff affect or aggro you so like you can walk around and you can like talk to them and like touch them and they won't do anything mm -hmm. and like they, they will actually staff the whole entire building so like if you're hungry you go and eat swedish meatballs <laughs> nice mm. It's but then at night, that's when they aggro you and they get uh, like all offensives. So like the way that the people in SCP-308 survive is basically like they have this little like town and they all they'll like scavenge for items like beds, food, Swedish meatballs, all that. And then like mm. at night, they like they like ford up to like prevent the employees from attacking them. Yeah. But like that's 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 SCP-308. And that's basically what the game is trying to to do with the, with the gameplay. Yeah, is uh, mm. is basically just that. Uh, it's unfortunate. So a lot of people on in the comments after he put out that he's like, "Oh shit, they're coming after me." They told me to change the game. They're like, "Just change the font and the colors, <laughs> and then keep it." Yeah, the right. It probably would. Yeah. yeah, you could change a couple of things. You'd probably be fine, man. I think I'd it's actually good, uh, good publicity for him. Like the fact that mm -hmm. it is Ikea yeah. and now, I mean, I learned of it because if this wasn't Ikea to start with, I, we wouldn't have been talking about this. But I think mm -hmm. him starting it, trying to mock Ikea as a part of his store, I think is actually good publicity. And hopefully he'll get more recognition after making the changes. He wasn't planning on making this until 2024 anyway. So like he's got time. So yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I, I'd have to show you SCP-308. I think it, you guys would have a blast watching the videos. I think I've heard of it before. All right, let's let's look at this next game because I this looks kind of interesting. This is for everybody, I think. I think we all can find something we'll enjoy about this game. So this is called Lunar Lux, and I dubbed this. Uh, I think it might be like the next little indie hit as far as RPGs are concerned. So this is from Steam. Experience an anime-inspired sci-fi action adventure RPG on the moon in the year 30XX. Join Bella in a story of science, truth, justice, and trust as she travels the silver globe to find a way to save humanity from Comet Coda. It's time to unleash your Lux. The Game Boy Advance-style RPG Lunar Lux launched its Kickstarter just over a month ago on October 4th, 2022, and it only took 12 hours for the campaign to run live before the game hit its a funding goal of $10,000 towards a Steam release. And in total, got just under $53,000, more than surpassing oh. its stretch goals of additional content, as well as now guaranteeing a release on the Nintendo Switch. So the Switch is not left out. No womp womp. <laughs> the game, and this is, what, this is the part where I think it's going to speak to all of us. So the game combines both tactical turn-based moves and action-based combat to deliver something of a mix from its inspiration a la Mega Man Battle Network, CrossCode, and even the upcoming Sea of Stars. A few fun notes about the game incorporates real-world real scientific theories along with sci-fi to explore the many ways in which humanity can live on the moon. Everything is interactable. You can befriend the local rocks, 
You can pet the dog 20 times for unique dialogue and interaction, something I'm sure Broken is going to do. And <laughs> dumpster dive through every trash can you can see. That's you... what I'm actually going to do. Just <laughs> <laughs> the only place where I cannot have shame when I look through dumpsters <laughs> and toilets for Robin. <laughs> Uh, you can obtain up to 40 active skills and 30 support skills with her own unique mechanics to master. Experience a story-rich plot filled with both main arcs as well as secondary and tertiary ones. And lastly, compete main missions as well as partake in some minigames. So really, this game has everything. Lunar Lux is set to release sometime in the fourth quarter of 2023 on Steam and Nintendo Switch, but there is also a live free demo on Steam ready for players interested in taking a peek and what the game has to offer. Lunar Lux. So the reason why I said this was for everything is because one, it has story, which I mean, that's more so speaks to me, I think. It's got like things like mini games and interactability, which I think is a, you know, it's a broken. He likes, he likes lore. He likes doing little stuff like that. I was like, oh, if I talk to the dog 17 times, he says this. <laughs> <laughs> What'll be the different thing he says? <laughs> and then the combat, um, the combat has kind of best of both worlds, I think that's more of a more of a Pringle thing. So what do you guys think about Lunar Lux? I yeah. like it. I, I saw that it's based off of Megman uh, Battle Network. Dude, I'm a I'm a big fan of those games, man. Just recently they were like, we're finally dropping the Mega Man Battle Network collection part one. And I was like, hell yeah, man. Those games have terrible story. Garbage. But the gameplay fun as hell, man. You know, interestingly enough, uh, the game CrossCode is making a multiplayer version of CrossCode that's going to be free to play and has rollback. Oh, really? Are they working on that? Radical Fish Games? Yeah, Radical Fish Games is making CrossCode, like, but multiplayer. Cross I forget worlds, what it's called. CrossWorld, something like that, probably. No, it's not CrossWorlds. It's something okay. else, but it's going to have rollback netcode. That's sick, man. Because I know they're working on their second game, and it's looking pretty good, but... Man, Crosscode was amazing too, and the story I liked was Crosscode too. It's pretty simple, nice little story, but yeah, it, it looks good. That game looks pretty good, man. I was like, because I saw it, I was like, I immediately thought of Mega Man Battle Network. I was like, mm. man, who reminds me of Battle Network, man? That's pretty good, especially if it's gonna be like on on Switch, because then I can play it on the go. Because that's kind of how I play games nowadays. I don't really play too much. I don't sit down on a computer too much, man. Yeah, so the Switch, uh, the stretch goal for the Switch was forty thousand dollars, and they they got fifty three. Mm. So like that nice. was that was one that they reached. That was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she had a Steam Deck though, but man, those things are expensive. Yeah, Jeez they are. Christ, they do be expensive. Uh, man, I added this I to my to so my wish different. list. I'm gonna try to demo probably later, uh, maybe later this week. I'll try the demo. Mm -hmm. Be fun. Looks neat. Any closing words on Lunar Lux Broken? No? Nope. I'm just uh, I'm just looking for that uh, that game I was just talking about. Oh yeah, he's, he's in his own. Oh, oh yeah, Duelist of Eden. That's what it's called. Yeah. There we go. I think it's gonna be a good game. Uh, if it's if it's a good game, I'm I'm gonna download it. That's not it. made by the same people who made Crosscode. That's that's no, that's, that's fake. That's, news. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's. Duelist of Eden is made by the same people that made uh, the other game that we were talking about, which is... Uh, What's the game called? Duelist uh, of Eden? One Step from Eden. One Step from Eden. Yeah, One Step from Eden. Oh, man, that's a completely different yeah. game. <laughs> this man confused me again. But one step that one looks like Eden, Battle Network, yeah. Yeah, One Step from Eden is Battle Network. Mm -hmm. I, wanted, I need to try that one, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. It's like a 
you got like the grids right and you go up and down that's how you fight or whatever yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's pretty that, cool my bad everyone we did the podcast correction on the podcast yeah. oh man <laughs> don't worry else we'll, we'll still find one to add in there <laughs> next week yeah so those are the two news items pretty quick i think our topic is going to go a little lengthy so how about we take a break here i'll go grab some water um and we'll come back talk about some more games i'll be right back so you guys were saying hey we're gonna do it at one o'clock i woke up like 12 52 and i was like i look on discord and i was like oh no we're not doing it at one o'clock no, at no. all Alrighty, quick break. We're back. I got some water. We talked about Kanye for a second. <laughs> don't cancel us, Adidas. We're not sponsored, but don't cancel We're us. We're not sponsored by anybody. No. We're, not even Athletic actually, Greens. <laughs> actually, no. We are sponsored by viewers like you. I know. <laughs> All right. Out here like PBS kids. <laughs> oh, man. I'm literally keeping us from, uh, from not dying. <laughs> PBS DGENs. Um, how we play games, gentlemen. This was the topic this week. And it's kind of like I mentioned at the top of the show. It has to do with the um, tier list that Broken and I made last week. We talked about this sort of in a Discord. So I just wanted to extend this conversation. So um, it was mostly Pringle and myself, as long as uh, a couple of other people in Discord, we were talking about um, the different way we experience games. Pringle, you brought up at the top of the show. You're playing Omori, right? I've been championing Omori really since we were doing FGC Hollywood. Like, I love that <laughs> game. But I love that game for different reasons than you. Like, we both like the game, but f- completely different playthroughs. Um, so I just thought that that was interesting. Basically, um, basically, that's not a word. Podcast correction. Mostly based on specific elements that we prioritize while playing games. So I just I thought that that was interesting. And I don't believe we ever really talked about it. We always talk about, like, I like this, I don't like that. But we don't really talk about like like how or why um maybe every so often but it usually is reserved for fighting games like oh you know may suck i hate lord i just want to get in there yeah that's that's it and then broken's like i love lord (laughs) (laughs) right so uh we definitely have different outlooks when it comes to uh enjoyment of games so the specific example was omori but i think we can use it for more games than just omori so I play games for story. I believe Pringle plays games for gameplay. And you could say that Broken plays games for lore, maybe not exclusively, but way more than you and I. So Yeah, I uh, I do play games for gameplay, but I also, like, one of the things I like to do when I play a game is I like to, like, immerse myself in the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like to... Whenever I play uh, details, man. Yeah, I like the I like the small details every now and then. Like in FF14, there's a lot of quests that I just skip. I'm like, fuck that. I don't care. But a lot of the quests, I'll be like, I'm interested in like what's going on. You know, like I want to see what the world has to offer, you know? Yeah. And so when I play uh, when I play RPGs, sometimes it sounds weird. I like to complete the world because not just because I just like. Like some stories, I I will like legit just quit. Like I'm like, okay, just g- give me to the game, because some of the stories are just kind of like my cat's missing, and I'm like, I don't care about your cat. <laughs> Who cares? It's basically just a quest to give me more money. All it on all it is, 
but like some of them they're kind of like nice like uh one of the things i was uh to bring in yakuza 7 just to say there's a quest there's like a little like side quest where basically like a little girl sick right mm-hmm. and the way you access this little this mini quest is that you uh you see a persimmon tree with one persimmon and your character's like i'm hungry i'm gonna eat this persimmon and like this dad comes in and is like hey don't mess with the persimmon because my daughter's sick and she she has this like saying that like when the persimmon falls her life will end right and so the way the side quest goes around is that like every time you visit the persimmon tree someone's trying to fuck with the persimmon and like the whole <laughs> point of that the quest yeah it's a funny side quest though <laughs> yeah the whole point of the quest is that you're trying to stop them from like like making the persimmon fall and at the end of the quest you find out that the little girl does have her surgery it's a success and that the only reason why it was a success was because she sees you every time you go to the tree to stop someone from like preventing like dropping the persimmon and she's like if he's doing all of this for me then i can have the strength to like you know go through with the surgery and so like it ends on like a nice note and then all of a sudden you actually get the persimmon and you're like oh this tastes nasty <laughs> <laughs> dude that sounds like Thomas skit, man. I'm not gonna front this. Sounds like a kick Thomas skit. <laughs> man, there's always gonna be that one person who plays that and was like, "Oh, don't, don't have that thing fall because she'll die." And then the guy with a fucking battle axe is like, "Try." To jump to <laughs> Honestly, you're almost, you're almost there because like one of the first people that you fight literally is a sumo wrestler that's like. I have no friends anymore. I must use this tree to like test my sumo <laughs> skills. I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that's what I kind of what I'm talking about. So it's neat that like you can find enjoyment off of the off of things like that. Whereas like I would look at that tree and think nothing of it, right? I'd be I keep moving mm. with the story. So um, it's pretty cool. So what Pringle and I were talking about. So when we're speaking again, uh, speaking to a game like Omori. Pringle plays a game like that because of the combat, right? The the combat attributing to the gameplay, that's most of the game. It's most of what you're doing. So that should be good for him and his priority, right? Versus I play a game like Amori for the characters and like the the overarching story. The combat to me, the gameplay is like a conduit to more of that story. So like mm-hmm. that's how I view Amori versus he views it the other way. Um, so when I was talking to him, just our priorities are different, uh, which I thought like I thought it was interesting because I haven't I don't believe I've spoken to somebody who's played Omori who says the gameplay over the story. But it's cool that he does because like it's it's different. Um I think I've done that with other games where I'm like story over gameplay and people are like, What? But like, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's not the point of the game. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like that's just how we are. So I I put down here some questions that I think could be cool. Um, just to talk about, so the first one is when prospecting a game, what are the initial qualities you look for prior to even looking more into it or picking it up? So example, it could be the IP that it's, it's, uh, involving the genre, the developer who did the music, any sort of little things like that. So for example, I know that like, if I see a trailer for a game and then at the end of it, it says like electronic arts, I'm like, ugh. I don't know, man. (laughs) That looked good, but like that last part was a little sus. So anything like that, um, 
Pringle, I don't know. Have you ever had like a game like you're like, oh, they look cool, but something about it is like the uh, it's it could be like a, a yes or no for you whether or not like you know oh this the combat looks cool but it's a western rpg not a jrpg have you ever had something like that uh i wouldn't say not so much man i think i have that more so with the price of something because <laughs> like with me it's like it, it, i could play anything at the end of the day man i it, it doesn't even matter where it comes from mostly it's just if it, if it looks if it looks like it has enough of the right bells and whistles that makes me want to go like yeah okay I think I'll mess with that. Because, like, I'm already did. I didn't know that it was essentially, like, a turn-based game. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't know, like, because, like, when I was starting to play, I was like, oh, so it has all these, you know, and it has these specific status things. I don't want to get too into it. But I thought that was, like, just another code for, oh, poison or something like that. But right. it's not. And that's really cool about the game. So the game does, it's, it has its own sense of flavor. Like, it knows what it wants to be. And I like that about a game, too, when it could, its own thing like yeah. the creator knew what she was doing she the mana is juice so a, and then your toast yeah. and you're dead <laughs> yeah 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 stuff like that i love stuff like that mm-hmm. honestly it gives me a sense that i'm playing something unique yeah. it's also like i would even say that's one of the reasons why i haven't been playing i haven't really replayed a lot of old games because i just want a different and new experience but yeah i don't have too much of that issue so much i would just say because I played some games that look ugly too, man. Like you know, Final, you know, Final Fantasy VII, man. People say they love that game, but that's an ugly ass game, mm-hmm. man. Like it's an ugly Undertale. I love the game, ugly ass game, man. You know the the things look like MS Paint. Like, I could have done better, and I don't I'm that good, man. Um, but I, it's it's mostly the core gameplay. Like, is it fun? That's that's what it really comes down to. So I don't have that issue too much. And then it usually comes down to price, really. Right. Like, that's that's usually the tipping point for me. Because you can't really Rating. determine gameplay before actually playing the game. You could see it looking mm-hmm. cool, yeah. but like, you know. Ain't no demos or anything too sometimes. So it's like I can't give it a shot. So I got to get into this. I'm going to, if I spend 20 bucks, it's got to be worth 20 bucks. Right. What about you, Brogan? Say, hating on Toby Fox, and he's out here now making the new, uh, the newest Pokemon battle theme. <laughs> oh, Delta Room is great, though. He he worked on a little bit of the writing and music for uh, Amori as well. Oh yeah, I mean the music I like is Amori. It's nothing spectacular, but I like the music and it definitely hits the right notes when it needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, on your first question, it it is a very it's a very mixed bag for me. So like for example, if it's the IP, um, it's give or take based on like what the IP is, the genre too. Like for example, if I if it's a music game. As long as it's a music game, I'll pick it up. Uh, but like, if it's something like a, um, I would say like a Souls-like game, I pick it up and try it, just because I like Souls-like games, and I'm not here for the story for Souls-like. Like mm-hmm. Souls-like games, I'm there for the combat. Like you are yeah. there for the action. You're there for the combat. I don't care about the story. The story. No one cares. About- there are some lore heads that like that broken piece like of information you get, the pockets of info, like the NPC yeah. tells you about something, and then it's like, okay, and then you go another two hours, and then you get another piece of lore. Yeah, <laughs> but like, nobody plays Dark Souls for the actual story. Yeah. Like, they're there for the combat and the lore. Mm-hmm. So like, The world of it too, right? Yeah, the world of it too, but like, nobody's there for like, oh my god, did you guys know that King Richard III was actually King Richard the Seventh's son. 
Yeah. And, uh, he can't. I, I'm not making bullshit up. Anyways, um, developers sometimes like if it's an Arc System Works fighting game, I'll give it a shot because I. Those I are just examples, by the way. They don't have to be the ones you select from. Like for uh, another example is like when I see a game that like, like if let's say I'm prospecting, it's just a trailer, and I see that it's a game that could be for me, but it's in first person. I'll note that because I like playing in third person as opposed to first. So things like that. I'll say sometimes it does have it does include like the artist that is working on the music. Like mm. uh if if it's somebody that I know, I'll give it a shot because I like the artist. So I'm like, you know what? Even if I might not like the game, I appreciate who is working on it. So like I I'll give it a shot because I know who the person is and I wanna like, you know, support them. And then like every now Octopath. and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not every Octopimp game I play. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't played a lot of Octopimp games. You ain't there for his bad like... years? <laughs> no, here's the thing. I haven't played a lot of Octopimp's games because, like, honestly, he, he voiced, he's now, like, mid-range. He's not, like, low-end like he used to be. So I doesn't like... need your support no more, man. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I couldn't try because, like, I'd have to spend, like, a lot of money on all the games. And I'm like, nope. I'm glad you're doing great. <laughs> Are you no, gonna play the next is... uh, Helena Taylor game? Twenty <laughs> thirty. No, not at all. Not at all. I... What I was gonna say is like, for example, there's an artist by the name Too Mellow, right? I love Too Mellow. He made this whole. He makes the album. He you might like if you like Chrono Trigger music. He mixed Jay Z with Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he 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 he's mostly popular for the fact that he makes Jet Set Radio music. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like I like Too Mellow. So if I see it in collaboration with Too Mellow, I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna give that a shot because I like Too Mellow. So, and one of the things I like is that like if you see somebody that you know and they're not even in the genre that you like, but like you're like, oh, I want to support mm -hmm. the person, you find hidden gems where you're like, actually, the game was really good. Mm -hmm. I. I agree, man. I definitely had a situation with like an At Atlas game. It's like, you know, I don't like I don't like too much of the Shimigami Tensei games, as you know, they're cool though, but not too much of my cup of tea. But then the spin-off games, like the Etrian Odyssey game, I would have never got into it because it's a first person dungeon crawler. Nobody really into those games. Like they're not very popular at all. But man, I got into the Etrian Odyssey game. Dude, I love all of them. They're fun as hell, man. They're and they're they're ninety percent combat with some kind of story in it that <laughs> is course. pretty yeah. useless. That's a Barely recipe for Pringle. <laughs> yeah, man, it is, dude. I was like, oh, are you ninety percent combat, ten percent yeah. story? Yeah, Pringle approved. It's yeah. great, man. I'll say anytime I see like the property of like Alice in Wonderland because I think that story is kind of cool. If I'll see that in a game or any sort of thing, it's like I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. Let me see what this is about. Hidden so, gems. Yeah. Hidden gems. Yep. All right. The second question here. How do you feel about playing a game that executes everything right, but falters on the trait you deem most important? So example, gameplay, it could be the story, the voice acting. We talked, uh, Broken, you and I talked about that last week. I think I Am Sitsuna is like a really good game. The combat I think is good. It's, uh, um, it's turn-based and it's active time battle, which I love in, in RPGs. The music is actually underrated. It's pretty good. The level design isn't bad. The you know the it's got it's got a lot of good qualities into it. But the story, man. I mean, the story, 
Like, I, that's why I play JRPGs is because, like, I get my gameplay from fighting games. Like, I don't really need gameplay. It's nice when it's good. But, like, I kind of want to experience a story. And I felt that I'm Satsuna hit on everything. But the story was, in my opinion, so just, they fumbled the bag so bad that, it, like, it completely deteriorated my, I mean, just the, the sense that I had for that game. I was like, man, this went from possibly an eight to, like, a two. Because I'm like, so have you ever had anything like that? It could be anything, any trait that you find most important. So for me, a lot of it is sometimes game feel. I know this is a weird statement to say, like, what the, what the hell is game feel? So let me, let me give you like an example of game feel. So let's say you're playing a NetherRealm Studios game, right? So Mortal Kombat and Justice, right? So you're like, oh, hey, it's a fighting game. I'm going to play this fighting game. But, like, the game just feels off for you, you know? Like, you're not, it's not batting at the nines, you know? You're not, it just feels stiff to you, even if the game feels, looks fluid and stuff like that. Like, if you watch gameplay of um of Mortal Kombat or Injustice, it looks very fluid and very fast. But when you play it, it's, like, stiff. And you're, mm-hmm. like, you're, like, clunk. it feels clunky and stiff to play. And I'm, like, it's just. The, the feeling of playing the game is just off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's one of my more most important parts in the game is like, does it feel fun to play? Like if the game could have great music, it can have great story in that. But like if the feeling of the playing the game is off. Then it's one of those games where it's like, I'll pick it up maybe like for an hour and then I'm just done for like a week, you know, like because I can't. I can't push myself. Yeah, to, like, can't force yourself to play. It's like eating bad food, man. That looks good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if the feel of the game is off, I can't really enjoy myself for like maybe more than like twenty minutes. So that's one of the most important things for me. Like, I I can deal with a terrible story or like shitty dialogue or like shitty voice acting because I. I've played Saren <laughs> I've played like <laughs> I've played some like ass games. Like the gameplay oh, was man. fine for me, but like if the story was kind of like hit or miss a lot. But like so like like I said, story can be like hit or miss, but the gameplay is fun. But like if the game feel is just off, it could have it could be batting on like Ten nines and tens on everything else, but if the game feels off, I don't know. I I feel that, but like so, like I feel what you're saying too, man. Like there, the because the story is, especially with JRPG people in general, that's their that's their driving force. I didn't know I'm the minority in this one actually. When it comes <laughs> to JRPGs, dude, people usually do play those for the story because they're they're narratively driven and they're very long. So it's like if the story is just ass cheeks, booty butt, what? Like, so what am I playing for? What's my purpose? I don't care about beating this game no more. So, but for me, it's like I would say that like I can really just push past through like all that stuff. I played. There was a game. I don't know if you heard Trials of Mana. Oh yeah, and it was a remake of an old game. Bro, that voice acting is hot dog water, <laughs> booty butt cheeks, doodle butter, horrible ass. Dude, that voice acting 
is horrible. I was laughing the whole time. It Can't took it. me away from all. <laughs> do it. it took me away from the story so bad. I, 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 you can't even get invested into a story when you got dudes like, and we have to get the sword of mana. I'm like, oh, shut your ass up. <laughs> but the game is so fun. The combat is so fun. <laughs> I didn't even care, man. But I, I will say that sometimes it can be like that with the story. Even for me, if the story is just... Be, but it also depends on how much the story plays a role in the game, too, I mm. would say. but Because, like, you know, Kingdom Hearts, is I think, is pretty narratively driven. But you you really are playing a lot more than you're listening to the story. But the third one really bust that part. But, um, but, yeah, I don't have that. I feel like I can just kind of play most of everything... I will say that if really if the gameplay is just not there, I'm just not going to stick with it. It doesn't right. matter if it's good story. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I've played some pretty mediocre games just to get through the story. And sometimes it's funny that the story is better. And sometimes that it, it is worth it because there are games where like they're not like story based. I mean, they're not full gameplay driven. Like I enjoyed Doki Doki. That was fun for me. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a full ass game. I also played like an old game called Chaos Chaos Head, which was like a visual novel. Oh that my was, god, Chaos Head just brought back memories. Yeah, I know, right? that was an old dude. To get that game, the play was so weird too, because I had to download it off some Japanese weird Japanese offhand site, and uh, like I had to get the translated version of the game and stuff like that. So sometimes the story can be good. Like I remember watching an old, not to get too into it, but an old. Um, Donkey video about how he was talking about like how Final Fantasy VII, he it was just weird. The game was just super weird and he liked it. And that he wasn't too into the combat and the game and the random encounter rate stuff, but he loved it because the story was weird, unorthodox, different, new. But then he plays the remakes and the, the remake and it just waters down the whole experience. And like he was he doesn't even like it as much. It just feels like a bunch of filler content. So it kills the enjoyment. So like I would say though, like if there's a lot of filler content in the game. That might kill it too for me as well. Like it's like, dude, where's the like? Come on, man, Let's get this going, man. Right. Sometimes I feel like that too. That's actually the third question. So, I mean, and and you sort of answered that. So the third question is, how do you feel about playing a game that fumbles the bag on nearly the entire experience, um, but nails your most important trait? So, I believe a game that did that for me. Uh, was at, was Alice Madness Returns because uh, that game is not good objectively. Like you can tell, like the platforming is not very good. Uh, the combat is okay, could be better, um, but I really like the story, so I I think it made a mm -hmm. mark on me. So similar, like how, and I find that actually that is bigger for me as opposed to like when a game is good at everything else, but my most important one, vice versa. So like, if if I'm Satsuna as an eight, but I think it's a two because it just fumbles the bag on the story. I think Alice Madness Returns is probably like a, a three, but I love the story so much that I'm putting it like an eight. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that's how I feel it, about stuff like that. It is interesting. Cause like, like I, like we, I guess we both, like we all said, like if it nails the game feel, then it, you can go, you can get through like some of the shittier things. Like yeah. what's like the shittiest I, thing you, that like you really can't get through. I, I have Mine to is say bad it. voice acting. It's tough for me to get. Ah, man, Trials of Mana would have been great for you, man. <laughs> Trials of Mana, and there was another game. I forget what it was called. 
I think it was called like Chaos Wars or something like that. But man, that voice acting is horrendous, yo. I was gonna say, like, I've I've I'm a jaded person. I watch a lot of anime in dub, not in sub. Cause I have ADHD. I'm sorry, guys. We know this. My ADHD what? is my ADHD is through the roof. I cannot watch anime anymore just by sitting down and watching anime. Dude. Unless I'm with somebody. Like if I'm with yeah. somebody, I can control it just enough so I can enjoy it because I'm like, I'm not gonna just pull out my phone while watching an anime with somebody that is right next to me because that's disrespectful to them. So I'll be like, all right, I will watch this with you. Okay. But like if I'm by myself, I have to be playing a game. I have to have a like maybe like even when I play a game, I have to have a podcast or like a video going yeah. off right here. Like I can't just do anything anymore by itself. So like, you've developed a tolerance to bad voice acting, is what you're saying. Yeah. Because yes. I, I was gonna say oh, tolerance to only... bad voice acting. Yeah, dude, the only thing I was gonna say that is that these are bad in English too, so yeah, I think they're bad even in Japanese. From what <laughs> you know, fun fact: I'm gonna say something that's gonna blow everyone's minds. The reason why a lot of people like sub more than dub is because they don't know the language that's being dubbed right now, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like, I don't have a barrier of entry for what is good voice acting and what is bad voice acting in that language, and so it just sounds good to me regardless. So what could be terrible voice acting in Japan could be great voice acting in English because you're just like, I don't know what it is. And it's vice versa for them, too, because I could promise you right now there is debates on it. Should should they watch King of the Hill and sub or dub? I will say that I remember when boys went to Japan, they were like, yeah, everybody sound like anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So like. I promise you right now, like the only reason why a lot of people like sub versus dub is because they don't like to listen. They they have like a criteria for lang language in their own language, you know, like dialogue in their own language. But you can't really you can't really rate something if you can't really understand what's being said. Yeah. Would you say that's one of the you can pass through voice acting? Then what's what's the one that you can't pass through, though? Game feel. Yeah, game feel. It's game feel, honestly. Nine times out of ten, it's game feel. Like, I I can deal with a fighting game that has shitty music by basically turning off the music and then just listening to my own music. I can I can deal with a RPG that has shitty story if the game plays fun. I can deal with a uh, visual novel that has shitty voice acting if the story's good. But if the game feel is bad, I can't push it. That's fair. I think for me, it's just, it's got to be, if it's not fun, man, I, I don't know how to explain. I can play through some pretty bad stuff, man, to be honest. I played through some pretty garbage games, and I've had fun just because they're stupid. But yeah, it's just got to be fun for me, man. If I'm not having fun, I'm not, I'm dropping it, man. You know, if it's free, though, I might make an exception. Of course. <laughs> you know, I just found this about myself, found this out about myself, is that. I dropped uh, I dropped Titan Souls, which um, I, oh, I, yeah. I I play Titan Souls because I love Death Door, which is the sequel to Titan Souls. And I was mm -hmm. like, uh, man, that game was tight. Let me go see what this developer did. And I realized that they made Titan Souls. Titan Souls does this thing, which I, I didn't like so much that I dropped the game, is that when you die, 
you have to respawn in the center and walk all the way back to the boss you die for, only to then walk back like if you die again. And it's a one-hit kill game. So it's like, I die a lot. And so I, I spend most of my time just fucking walking from place to place. Dude, I'm I, so mad. I will say honest, Titan man. Soul is a weird game because it's you have one arrow. You have to pick up your fucking arrow. You have arrow. to recall it. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> it is, dude. It is, an, it, and it's also a boss rush game. It's not. It's yeah, weird, it's a, it's, like I'm not too into those type of games, man. That yeah, door was so good, though. It was so good. Certain. Here's the thing: I boss rush games are kind of hit or miss because, like, everything is on the precedence of is the boss is good because there's mm. no like exploration. It's just you go from one boss to another, and so like if you can't nail that one thing, your game's trash. You put too much impotence on like bosses, and so like I feel like boss rush games would do so much better. A lot of them, if you added trash, like from here to there, because then it's not all your your impetus yeah. is not all on you know. Or just let me spawn like, where you know outside the door of the boss that I died. Dude, so okay, so that's one thing, and like that was one thing that some games, of course, I think the Souls games do, which are for the Titan Souls, but that was one thing that Hollow Knight does. And that was one of the things that I didn't like too much about is that when you'll die, you'll you'll just die where you you kind of died, and then you get spawned sometimes somewhere far, and you have to run your ass back there to get your health back or whatever. Something yeah. like that is like you think about it, and it's like okay, like people can tell you that's not a bad thing. That's I mean that's you know that's you keep being held responsible for your death. Problem though is that that really kills a lot of your moment to moment gameplay and it, it's like keep it it's like freeze it's like uh was it it's like getting iced in a tournament man mm -hmm. you basically get iced and then you have to run your ass back there to get you have to crawl your ass back there to get to where you wanted to fight and then you, you'll die again because these games are built on death you're going to die no matter what you're going to die multiple times before you get it so that's always kind of annoying like i hate that that's like the punishment isn't even the death the punishment is the that you gotta back. waste your ass time yeah man <laughs> I think yeah. uh, I think that the reason so I, I understand your pain about that because I play mm -hmm. a lot of Souls like games. I think the the reason why people enjoy those games is that like the impotence of death. That's a word. While it's not, while death is not the punishment, the punish the punishment is getting back your stuff. The yeah. gratification comes from I've solved the puzzle, like I finally solved the puzzle. Like after. So long, I've either leveled up to like beat the puzzle to death, or I've solved the riddle that the boss is trying to give me. You know, Bro. and like it's not, it's not the like the fact that like it took you twenty hours to kill it. It's the fact that I finally killed it. You know, like with, the gratification with Titan Souls. Yeah, you know, Titan Souls you, you forget the where the pieces are. Is there? I mean, there is no yeah. puzzle. Like. It, it takes me so long to get to the boss room. I'm not even asking for like an instant rematch. I'm going to die, right? I, I'm just asking, can you not make me walk all the way back to the upper right corner, take the elevator downstairs, and then get to the boss room? Like, I'm going to die in two seconds anyway. I'm going to do this walk again. Yeah. So the game has a counter. I beat six bosses. I died 83 times. I fucking walked my ass all the way over the map because I am dying. First of all, you don't even you know how to fight the boss up. until you die yeah. to figure it out. So it's like, that was so annoying. And I spent so much time walking from, from the spawn point to the boss door that I was like, this sucks, dude. I'm wasting mm -hmm. so much time. So I'll I say that, it. yeah, that, that, that sucks. I think a lot of Souls games would do so much better if like, I, I've seen a few Soul games do it, 
where basically like there's a save room right before the boss encounter so like when you die you can literally just spawn right next to the door so you can yeah. be like go back at it again but like mm-hmm. a lot of them will do some bullshit where it's like the boss is over there back there man have fun is right here go spend more time doing that yeah so that's, that's that one game of, design, man. yeah it's it's pretty it. it's really annoying uh the second to last question here have you ever been surprised by a game to deliver or not deliver what you wanted out out of it after playing it broken yes what so game was that i uh it's called blue fire oh i like blue fire fire you didn't like it i like blue fire actually i thought okay. it was interesting i okay. went into blue fire thinking that oh it's a it's a dark soul game so i'll i'll play it for that i enjoyed the hell out of black fire because it's more of a platformer like a 3d yeah, platformer than it actually is a dark souls game mm-hmm. like yeah it's it dark souls fun, because like you the combat's hard and like you have to like go back to your death in order to grab all your stuff again and all that mm-hmm. but like i love the fact that it was much more 3d platforming than it was dark souls like mm-hmm. that caught me so off guard that i was just like i'm deeply invested in the game it's like a 3d metroidvania i would say more so man it's a really fun game because i like those type of games or the character it's kind of like mario man the dude just starts with all this crap he can kind of just do it and then he and then the metroidvania aspect is that he can do a lot more later down which is really dope it's a fun game mm-hmm. uh on the opposite route I guess we can go the opposite route. Um, I can say that for Persona Q, which is why one of the reasons oh, why dude, I, I hear I a lot it. of people not liking that game. Actually, I like, heard that sentiment as well. Yeah. yeah, the reason why it's like... the reason why a lot of people hate Persona Q, it's not because of the Etrian Odyssey gameplay. The Etrian mm-hmm. Odyssey gameplay is really good. Like the gameplay of Persona Q is great. It's just that like this is going to be a spoiler, non-spoiler. All right. When is it so, not a spoiler whenever Broken Wing talks about games? <laughs> you the might as well. I don't is, think anybody's going to boot up a 3DS to play Persona no, Q, man. So I think you're ahead. safe. You're safe. Yeah. So the whole point of Persona Q is that everything that you went through, all of the story and the gameplay that you went through, doesn't matter. Ah. Because what happens is that all of the characters are asleep they're dreaming. Uh, a dream sequence. I hate crap like that, man. And so when they wake up, they forget everything. But guess what? It's canon. So like, while all of this is like a dream sequence, and all like the the like the friendships they made along the way with all the characters and all that are like like are true. It's all fake because it's a dream. But the the story is canon. But like that's why people hate it. It's because it's like. There's no point in this being canon because nobody remembers what happens. Hmm. Well, there you go. So, like, everything, like, the music's great. The gameplay's great. Everything's great about the game. But, like, at the end of the, ga- of the game, it's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> Dude, I've, there, I hate, I actually really don't like that. Like, I may, sure, I may not care that much for the story, but the story still is a vital component to the damn game even even with like so like entry and odyssey 
What sucks is that people come from Persona Q and they'd be like, I don't want to try that. I tried Entry Not. I tried Persona Q and I'm like, no, it's a completely different <laughs> game. Don't talk about that. Damn. You're saying you're like hurting that game. Entry Not is so much because that's during Odyssey. It's basically like they say it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. You customize your own story, you go on your own vent, your adventure. One of the coolest things about Entry Odyssey is that it does it, it. I think it's probably the only game that takes the 3DS to the to the really cool level. It lets you make your map. Of the actual map you're you're walking in, so you're literally doing or oh, is a cartograph. You're like you're you're yeah, writing right. down the map on the on the the, the bottom screen with your stylus. That's the, such a cool aspect of Entry and Odyssey. I got a, I got a couple examples. One game that surprised me because I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I turned out to actually did was a gotcha game was Bleach Brave Souls back in the day. I don't know what that game <laughs> is like now. But I remember really liking the beat em up sections of that game, as well as like the RPG building your characters in that game. So I played that game for like for a gotcha game. I dropped those after a couple of days. I think I played that game sort of off and on and off for about six months uh, back in like 2015, 2016. But it was fun. I never would have thought I would have gotten to one of those. Um, and I like the fact that it didn't it w didn't do that thing where like it was like the pay to win. Like you could be mm -hmm. somewhat competitive doing uh, PVP, just doing free. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Maybe maybe they went to <laughs> pay to win now, but uh, back in 2016, it was actually a, a pretty fun game. The other one yeah. that surprised me because I thought I was gonna like it, and then at the end, I ended up not. Was a, uh, a walking simulator, story driven game called Firewatch. Um, Firewatch. Oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, the unfinished Swan. <laughs> No, so the unfinished one I never really thought I was gonna like. I just I heard good things about it, but I I wasn't attracted to that game myself. I just I just knew it was another walking sim, and people said it was good. Um, Firewatch I sought out for. I was like, ooh, this looks really neat. And I played it, and I finished it, and I was like, ah, uh, that's too bad. Like that's, not, that's it didn't give me what I thought it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of so, nasty. <laughs> like, it did things though. It, it did things right by what I like, but then it. Re I thought it at the end. I was like, ah, oh, that was man, just unfulfilling. You know, type unsatisfied. <laughs> yep, type Let me unsatisfied. guess. Let me guess. The thing you didn't like about Don't Firewatch spoil. was that. Don't spoil the game, uh, you're bro. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He cannot right. help himself. He has to spoil games. All oh, right, man. never mind. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> Let so it roll, man. Let it roll. Oh man, broken. God bless you. The last question here: uh, Would you say Wait, we didn't ask? Uh, we didn't ask Pringle. Oh, uh, we did case. not. Uh, yeah, you? sure. Um, well, I mean, I guess I'm kind of was underwhelmed. Uh, well, two games, and they they were not that good to me personally. It was. Uh, I guess there were the more recent ones. I'm not gonna. Kingdom Hearts three is not. I knew it was gonna be bad, but it was worse than what I expected. That's Damn. the only thing I can't say. <laughs> but it's not one of the two I'm talking lower. about. Yeah, that was that worse. That was worse than I expected it to be. Way worse. I was upset the whole way through, man. Damn. The only thing I liked about that game was Goofy, Dull, and Sword talking to each other. It was hilarious. They mm. like they looked like they were talking like homies. Two of the games that I liked, and it was funny since they're both Metroidvanias. It was Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. That game really is has so much just asinine design, like a lot of weird um, game design that makes me really just upset. And people always say it's so great. And then I'm like, really? Did we play the same game? Because I can tell you a lot of things that really is stupid about the game. And I would look it up and people had the same complaints. But of course, I feel like sometimes people talk about these games, but they don't even finish them. Man. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? 
And then Hollow Knight, which I've, you've probably heard, but I, that's the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. But Hollow Knight, I just didn't like because a lot of the exploration isn't very fun. Like that's, I think in a Metroidvania game, if the exploration isn't fun to me, it's not fun. The boss battles are fun, but they are, it's that type of game where you're going to lose a lot. And so what ends up happening is that you have to move, you have to move a lot. You got to walk a lot in the levels. I mean, that's like probably, that is probably the longest Metroidvania game. That game is like 30 hours long, dude. Amori isn't even that long, but like that game is a, a Metroidvania that's like 30 hours that long. I don't even, I think, I don't even think Symphony of the Night was that long. And a lot of other games are much, much shorter, but that game can go past 30 plus hours. Easy, man. So well, then, oh. what is the game that you had that you were like, I'm not probably going to enjoy it, but then it came and it ended up being a good I game? I can't think of, I can't think of, well, maybe Etrian Odyssey series, actually, man. Like, I, I kind of just downloaded the demo and I wasn't too sure about the game. I downloaded the fifth demo and I was like, I don't know about this. I never really liked dungeon crawling because I thought that the first person point of view camera was like weird. I was like, ah, that looks kind of stupid. Why would I, I can't see what's behind me, man. I don't like that. But actually playing the game, I was so surprised that, and, and the demo, what was cool about the demo for 4 and 5 is that when you played the demo, it wasn't too common. Now it's common now, but the demo is the actual game. So you could play up to, like, level, like think, 5 or 10, and then you can buy the game and then have it. And what I liked about the game at the time, entering honestly, I bought it for $30, and it came with a little box, like a cardboard box, and it came with the game soundtrack that came with some songs in it. It was like 30 bucks. And then, dude, I played that game and I got like 90 plus hours in it. And I didn't even do the post game, dog. Damn. That was crazy to me. What about Rivals? Oh, yeah. Man, no, I, yeah, Rivals is actually pretty surprising. But I, I knew I was going to like it because it's a platform okay. fighter, but it has all the fun stuff flat fighters do. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Good call, Broken. Sorry, I skipped you, Pringle. Uh, now, the last question Would you say you're faithful to the types of games? To, or to your types of games, or do you tend to branch out to try ones that, upon initial impression, don't necessarily speak to you? I could say I'm this latter. I'm. You branch out? Yeah, I branch out all the time. And it's usually because, like, either A, uh, I have a friend that told me, hey, I got this game. And it's like, I like this. Because you remember how I told you, uh, I, was t- I told you that this week that I'm playing Seven Days to Die? Mm hmm. Seven Days to Die is a sandbox Minecraft s game. You know how I, I t- like when we rated it, it was really low. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, I I played it because my friends are into those games, and so I I jumped into it. So I'm I don't always stick to my kind of games. Like I I will pick certain games. Like another game that I thought was in that. That like that we rated really low, both of us that I I tried out and I enjoyed was Stealth Incorporated. Mm-hmm. But it's a stealth game. I would, but I, I would I, hope I like, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would have never stealth? guessed. Yeah, who would have guessed? <laughs> I thought this was an action RPG. <laughs> Yo, I thought this was Japanese. <laughs> but no, Stealth Incorporated. I tried it out because the first time I tried it out was because I had a PlayStation Plus and it was a free game at the time. And I guess Pringle can attest to this. If the game is free, I'll give it a chance because it's like, what uh, am I going to lose? What do I got? Yeah, to lose, right. And I enjoyed it because it's like a very interesting, like puzzle platforming game that, yeah, it's very stealth oriented, 
but like the the abilities you have and like the the powers that you have is kind of fun and so like that's what made me like play it but uh yeah i'm one of those kind of guys that i'll 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 try out a game even if it's not in the genre i like totally because either a i have a friend that wants to try it b it's free or c i'm looking for a hidden gem like i'm like maybe this is the game that like will put me into that genre put me on the map for that i get in trouble for that i find that i tend to like only find only search for the hidden gem sometimes so i miss all the the other <laughs> the normal stuff in front yeah. of you it's like <laughs> what is all this new crap oh is that a <laughs> is that an omori i see <laughs> yeah right dude i uh i think for me it was like i'm, I'm faithful mostly to jrpgs of course because they take a lot amount of time and so you kind of have to it's like in a commitment <laughs> right but i definitely am fine always playing different games i mean i would have tried a more I didn't really know it was turn-based till JJ kind of told me it was. I didn't really. I've been talking about really this game for years, Pringle. Yeah, but you didn't never. You never really mentioned that it was turn-based combat, though. Did. You didn't tell me that. You'd always just tell me it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing game, man. You gotta play. I was like, okay, okay. I'll, but I, even if it wasn't enough, <laughs> even if yeah, I know, right? It was though. But even if it wasn't, like I would have played it. Because like when I think about like for instance, like Undertale, I didn't think that people would get so into that game. But it's like a freaking bullet hell. So I was like, I was kind of confused. I was like, dude, that game kind of can get really hard. I was like, well, the <laughs> I guess the reason why people like Undertale is because of the story, characters, and stories. yeah, that's it's the story. story. But then I'm all, oh, I buy that. It was like a twenty dollar game, and I was like, dude, how can you get through the story though? The game hard as hell though. And so yeah. even like like to get like the the easy route or the good route or whatever, you gotta duck everything, which I feel like is harder. Like you know. You know, honestly, I, I hate to admit it, there's a lot of games that get popular not because of the gameplay or anything, but like the story and the lore and the characters. Yeah. And I got you a very good, interesting like example of that. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. But that gameplay is not hard, though, necessarily, man. It's Even it though it doesn't hard. matter, but... Well, it yeah, yeah. Hard at, like night three or night four or night five. But you but know what? There's a lot of people that love it that never play the games. Yeah, it's, yeah, one, right. of those, it's one of those streamer games where it's like, I mm -hmm. like to watch my favorite streamer play it, but I'll never enjoy the play the game itself. But I like the game as it is, you know? So I think that like a lot of games nowadays are being designed to be streamer games where it's like the gameplay is very difficult, but like a lot of people like it because, you know, the lore and the characters are interesting. I will say, though, in the case of Undertale, though, is that because, like, Friday Nights is pretty, that, I played it, I didn't really like it, but Undertale at least is, like, a, it's, it's a game, you know what I mean? It's, it's the guy put love and, and passion and stuff to the game, but that was just kind of, that, that threw me off. I didn't get, I didn't think it'd get that popular, but at, at the same time, it's not easy. <laughs> like, bullet hells are already, like, different. Like, that's mm -hmm. not a very common style of game. Yeah, man many people I mean, like shoot ups i mean toho is the the shoot em up that transcends <laughs> yeah dude exactly man and that's not easy at all toho <laughs> is more known for its music now than it's gameplay <laughs> i think that's it right that's it for the topic um i would say i'm, I'm pretty faithful to my to my games like you broken if i have a 
if I have a friend that wants to play like a sandbox game or a battle royale or something, I'll jump on. But alone, like you'll never find me ever you know, playing fucking farming simulator on my own time. Like that's never oh. gonna happen. Like that Drake me or whatever me. But if if like if I got friends that are like, hey, get on this is kind of fun. I'll be like, okay, I'll I'll play it with them because you know I'm there for like the the co-op. So yeah, right. But I'm not gonna be you know doing that stuff on my own time. So that's kind of how I feel mm -hmm. about that. All right, gents, let's wrap up. Take a flyer. Um, I got three games down here. The first one is called Batora Lost Haven from Steam. Harness the ancient ancient powers of sun and moon to take on a variety of unique enemies while solving diverse puzzles and exploring stunning sci-fi wor worlds, <laughs> each filled with its own curious stories, inhabitants, and mysteries. It's got a little bit of charm to it. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Um, it's out right now on Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 4 and 5, the Switch, and Steam. And I don't know. It's got, it's, it's got a little charm it to kind it. kind of fun. Yeah. That's like a top-down type of game. And top-down games, man, they just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like they don't, they don't get enough love outside no. of, like, Diablo. Yeah, it's an isometric RPG. Uh, um, but it's got, a, it's got a few elements in there that looks a little bit like a mobile game. But I don't yeah, know. It uh, could be good. It could be bad. But I don't know. It looked kind of neat when I first saw it. Batora Lost Haven. So you can check it out. This one... I just love for the trailer. So this is called King of the Hat from Steam, a 2D party platformer where you fight with a hat. Throw your hat to attack and defend and bait opponents. But watch out. If someone jumps on your hat, you die. Now available on PC via Steam on Early Access. This is such a, like a, a great, silly trailer. It reminds me a lot of the uh, Phantom Breaker Omnia trailer, just not, uh, yeah. not as cringy and like not as over the top. Uh, um, it's just a funny little party game um multiple game modes the trailer was pretty good i thought not forced have you ever seen those disgaea trailers no oh man i should show you them they're like over the top like crazy yeah <laughs> every almost every one of them are always like over nine 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 levels that's more than you'll ever need in your life i'm like i i hate the disgaea trailers the disguise trailers are always stupid it's like yeah they're dumb as hell man did you ever like power leveling well yeah. the power level to the max and i'm like bro disguise is, is a great game series but the trailers will not sell you into it oh man dude i i like those games but i just i don't know man i always kind of fall off because of the uh i i just stop i play it for the main story and then i'm kind of done with it <laughs> One more here called No Return. This is, uh, this is I think, is more up uh, broken in my, my uh, alleys. Um, from Steam, a first-person psychological horror game set in modern-day China with a focus on a family strategy. <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> I can't talk. The story unfolds as our protagonist is mysteriously prevented from returning home by an unseen force coming to Steam sometime in spring of 2023. From the initial trailer, it says psych horror, but I think it plays a little bit like survival as well. So I think Broken will like this. Um, just from our list last week, I had psych horror really high. He had survival horror, I believe, higher than that. Um, so, yeah, could be 
could be like uh, this is one of those games where you look at that trailer you're like this is either like one of those hidden hidden gems in the horror genre or this is absolute trash this game won't just be, <laughs> it won't just be in the middle like okay it's, it it's will be not be the other. <laughs> dude those games are i will say uh i'm not too into the horror stuff because like for me it's like i feel like the gameplay is always kind of lacking but mm. Those games are great for streaming, though, man. I yeah. used to love streaming that kind of crap because, like, it's just so much more fun streaming streaming because everybody's kind of in it. You guys ever played the, uh, the uh, man, I wish I was there for that psych stuff, but you guys ever played um, Fatal Frame? Y'all ever played Fatal Frame? Fatal Frame is also a very good game to YouTube. Dude, that game is sick. That's probably the true, the only series horror games i would say is so dope because it's like you just you just walk around with a camera and you have to kind of you have to it's like uh you have to take, take a picture what was you gonna say bro? i was gonna say unless you're playing fatal frame 3 in which you play as ayane from the hit yeah. series dead or alive and uh and then like you know this stuff <laughs> i i know way too much dumb shit oh, anyways her gameplay yeah. is that instead of taking a photo of the ghost, she got tattooed like a bunch of shit on her body until so her body yeah. is full of tattoos that like protect her. But it's, Dude, it's all the, yeah, the Fatal Frame series is so like it's so spooky, man, because like you have to stare at the cameras. I mean the the ghosts and the the ghosts and all that stuff in the eye, basically, when you're trying to take photos to destroy them, because mm. that's how you beat them through the camera. So the character isn't like essentially handicapped and not being able to do anything. But when I was playing those, man, I, I like the second one, man, I think man, I almost pooped myself, man. I think <laughs> streaming that thing, man, yo, that's that that definitely spooked me, man, like in a good way. Like, ah, yeah, that was fun. I think but the combat of Fatal Frame is really good because the way yeah. Fatal Frame's combat is, is that you have to focus on the ghost and they have like hit yeah. points. Like they have a mm -hmm. certain spot you have to hit. Like, so you have to not only track this little thing, but you have to focus on it until you're just right to hit it. Yeah. And so like you're defenseless because this ghost will just fucking like run around and like, will come closer to you. And you're like, the only way you can attack is you got to wait, take your moment and then hit it. And so you yeah, stand man. still the whole time. So like, Basically, the way it, it, you end up doing is you kind of run around the map, then you gotta like position yourself, and then you're like, it's like old Resident Evil Four, where it's like, you yeah, know, it's you would like you'd position yourself before you mm -hmm. fight, and then you have to wait before you take your shot. You know, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a really like I feel like a lot of people don't really talk too much about it in the horror series, uh, horror base but i think a problem too is that it's kind of locked onto a console so like you know it doesn't i don't know if the new one will have a steam release or anything but being locked on a console like like the two and three is on the ps2 so it's like who the hell is gonna play that thing man yeah man i had to and then like yeah, i know right and then there's one that was on the wii u which i was like come on man but it was it's interesting though because it used the wii u like the camera so you hold it like oh, this neat. and then you oh, have yeah. to that, that was yeah cool. yeah that was trippy, but then like, yeah, I don't know why they they kind of like they shot themselves in the foot with it with that series because they keep putting it on like not on Steam or anything. Like that. You know, honestly, I was thinking it would be very interesting to make a Fatal Frame ARG game. Oh man, wouldn't it be kind of cool where like you use your phone as the camera and like you yeah, use dude, the real be... world? I would not use that one. Not I think that would be kind of cool because like 
you basically the real world is the world like and you have to like capture mm -hmm. ghosts with your phone and so like you'll you know how like pokemon go is like a really popular game i think it would be kind of yeah. cool like doing fatal frame like that, that would be like, cool yeah oh you broken you should that's that's your true calling you got to be a marketing yeah, yeah. person for one of these game companies right golly <laughs> all right gents I think that's all we got for Wrath Orbis. We made it. We're in Orbis. We can go slay the Balrog or whatever you do in Maple Story these days. Pringle, are you still playing? Are you still playing new Maple Story? Yeah, I play a teensy bit every year. I play for like 20, 30 minutes, really. Just okay. log in, do these little things. Do your dailies and log out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I've been playing. I guess we should, I'd say, uh, I just, yeah, I just played a little bit of it. It's not so bad. I wish I could find a good MMO that wasn't like I had to spend money for it. And yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the new Riot game, I will I will do you a solid Pringle. This is that going to come out, man. Nobody knows, man. <laughs> I'm going to do you a solid Pringle. When the new Riot MMO comes out, I will try it, and I will let you know. If it is worth your time, because it's not going to be worth your wallet, it's going to be worth your time. He'll fall and on I the sword for you. <laughs> I will fall on the sword for you, Pringle. Oh man, go for it, man! I haven't really been playing Royals. Uh, just I just been kind of chilling with my maples, but uh, you know how it be. It kind of ebbs and flows. Right now, I'm just chilling mm -hmm. with my MMOs. I haven't even, I haven't even played at for 14 in a while. I'm uh, actually behind now, like Dang. desperately behind. So too, much, like, too much Yakuza Seven. It's either that or it's like I'm too so busy. huge though. I'm too busy with like life. Life. I'm like, do I really want to log? Yeah, right. Really want to log in a game for like three there, hours? For there's a, a subreddit called like Life. I don't know if you ever seen that sub. Let me see. I like what they. I like what the uh, the. Oh yeah, it's called Outside. Free to play MMORPG. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the best. That's the best. That's a good you gotta, uh, you, dude. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta like work on your job and not like mm -hmm. build crafting on your job because your job will give you the best resources. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my party members suck. <laughs> yeah. Members it's a, yeah. 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 <laughs> A subreddit for outside a free to play MMORPG with seven billion plus active players. Oh man! <laughs> hey guys, my party members are bad. You guys want to trade party members real quick? <laughs> this is one of the any good training methods for the music skill tree. <laughs> Permanent happiness debuff. Oh man! I gotta check out that Reddit app. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Pringle, it's great having you back on episode 10. Hopefully you can join us for more of these Morning. more so often. Uh, Broken, you know, you're 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 the constant. You're the consistent member of our group. You know, you're always there with lore ready. And, uh, you know, the the Pokemane on the wall and the D-Gen mouse pad. We always know what to expect oh, from man. you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dude, those mouse pads. What, that guy with the booty one, I started crashing. Oh, man. That I'm was... sorry, guys, but Oscar. <laughs> Oscar's here to say, hey, I didn't know people actually kept those. I thought they would just like hey, have it as a thing. joke. Here's the thing. I also don't, I don't just have Oscar. Oh my God. For I'm all you weeaboos out there. He got S. Oh no. oh no. For all you weeaboos out there, <laughs> I also have S. 
There you go. It's a little bait for the people. If you want to see Broken's uh, lewd uh, mouse pads of waifus, you got to check out the video version of this podcast. But uh, that was it. This was Right to Orbis. We'll be back next week talking about some other things. Uh, until next time, you know what to do. Keep it classy. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace, y'all. Take care.